Welcome to the SoulPid Media Health and Business Report, hosted by Craig Dawson, Vice President, SoulPid Media. Welcome to the Soul Pit Media Health and Business Report. Today we have Dr. Jonathan Hahn and Dr. Winfred Frazier from the UPMC St. Margaret New Kensington Family Health Center. Thank you very much. Thank Glad you. to be here. Me too. Thanks so much. Dr. Frazier, it's very important that we encourage our young listeners to know that there is nothing beyond their reach. Doctor, being a physician, was that something you always envisioned for yourself? Yeah, so definitely not, right? So I guess kind of to start with, my mother is a pediatrician, and both of my grandmothers were nurses. So I, I will tell you that I had a lot of it to the healthcare field growing up. And just kind of as a typical kid, you know, going through that rebellious teenage years, you know, you don't want to do anything that's related to your parents or what your parents do. So I definitely like fought that urge to be interested in medicine for a very long time. But finally, kind of later in college, I succumbed to, to my interest and in kind of pursued medicine. But I will tell you, just kind of growing up, hearing stories about the impact that my mother had or my grandparents had on taking care of patients, like just dinner table conversations, just kind of started my interest. But I will tell you that it wasn't really until I started college and started getting more mentors that kind of like told me, okay. There's all these different aspects of medicine because I knew I didn't really want to do pediatrics. You know, maybe that was part of just kind of rebelling against what my mother did, but just kind of learning that there were so many options in medicine was very helpful in contributing to me pursuing medicine. So that's what I would say. And like, I think there's a lot of interest in medicine. Um, there's a definitely a lot of ways to get into medicine now, whereas like kind of in the past, there was a lot of barriers for people to get into medicine. But I think at this point, it's pretty open to everyone who has interest. Doctor, I can truly appreciate you not wanting to do, as they say, what is the family business? My dad and uncle were both in law enforcement, so I can definitely appreciate your outlook on that. Now, Dr. Hahn, I want to pose the same question to you. Did you always envision yourself as a physician growing up? Well, I grew up in Ohio as as one of the very few Asian Americans anywhere that we lived. I mean, we moved around a lot when I was a kid because my father was, in fact, the very first Korean Protestant minister in the entire state of Ohio. And this was back in the 1960s. And my parents moved to Ohio after they had lived in Connecticut and California and even Kentucky for graduate school. I think I thought of medicine while I was in elementary school because I enjoyed learning about science and I love nature. But what I really loved was basketball and I really wanted to play in the NBA like many kids growing up in America. I was going to be like the first Jeremy Lin before Jeremy Lin came along. But of course I am not. And I think as a kid, I was, you know, the few Korean Americans that my family knew in rural Ohio in the 1960s and 70s were doctors because they had immigrated to the United States after the 1965 Federal Immigration Act was passed. And so I think those few Korean immigrant doctors, many of whom were rural, small town, general practitioners, and they were similar to my parents because they were living in these small towns and small Ohio communities, did influence me somewhat, I think, to pursue medicine. And I think over time, I really saw that family medicine in particular is a very pastoral profession. You know, it's really working with people and families and 
in a way, I think I probably was walking in the footsteps of my father and my mother, as well as these other family doctors by choosing family medicine in particular. I don't know that I really thought about it like that when I was a kid, but I'm sure looking at it now, they were pretty influential to some extent. Now, Dr. Hahn, in doing my research for the show, I see that you attended Northwestern University Medical School and you did your residency in San Francisco. Doctor, what ultimately brought you to Pittsburgh? Yeah, that's a really good question. So ultimately, again, it was family that brought us back to Pittsburgh. Having grown up in Ohio, I went to a small liberal arts college, uh, Kenyon College in Ohio. And then I was fortunate to live in some really wonderful big cities like Chicago and San Francisco for medical training. And after residency, I had moved to Boston also, and I was working in a federally qualified community health center while my wife was in graduate school studying cell biology. And that was a seven-year commitment. And by the time Marilyn was finished doing her PhD at Children's Hospital in Boston, we had just gotten married and our son David was born, and we decided to move to Pittsburgh to be closer to my parents, who were living here in Monroeville. And Marilyn's mother and her sister, Susan, were living in Cleveland. So ultimately, it was to be closer to family after we were starting our family that brought us back to Pittsburgh. But I think, honestly, the professionally, the opportunities to work in a teaching setting and a residency program here at St. Margaret was what I really wanted to pursue. I really enjoyed working in the community public health setting, but I wanted to get back to teaching residents and was looking for academic opportunities and working at UPMC St. Margaret was a great fit for me. We opened this brand new health center in this wonderful underserved community in New Kensington. And I think growing the practice and serving really wonderful patients and families. And we've, Winfred and I, we're blessed to work with really motivated, talented residents and fellows and medical students and teaching faculty. It's been a great work experience and especially our nursing staff and uh, the nurses that we work with have just been wonderful. It's worked out really well. Now, Dr. Frazier, I have the same question for you. Now, you attended medical school at Baylor University, and you did your residency in Illinois. What ultimately brought you to Spur? It's a very roundabout answer, so I'll take you on a little journey, if that's okay. I was born and raised in Texas, just lived there all my life. I went to University of Houston, just large public university in Houston. And then I went to Baylor College of Medicine for medical school, which, which is a little bit different from Baylor University. So after living in Houston for like 26 years, I was done. I was ready to leave, <laughs> ready, to, ready for an adventure. I, I didn't even apply. I didn't even apply to any residency programs in Texas. I was leaving. I was going to look for another adventure. So I ended up applying all over the country. And ended up in Chicago, which is an amazing city. Just love Chicago. So I, I did my family medicine training three years in Chicago and then kind of met, met my partner. And she had one more year in residency, so I needed to figure out what to do for a year. So I worked at FQHC, a federally qualified health center in the South Side for a year, which was extremely meaningful to me. And then when she was done her residency, we wanted to embark on another adventure. So we decided to kind of travel all over the country and be kind of like traveling doctors together. So traveling doctors is a concept where you kind of go to areas that don't have a lot of medical resources uh, that have shortages of physicians. So we went to Tacoma, Washington for several months. We went to Maui, Hawaii for eight months. 
which was amazing. But, you know, Maui has a shortage of physicians, shockingly. You know, you'd think everyone would want to live in Maui. And then we finally went to Sacramento, California for six months. So I was just being a full-time family medicine physician, you know, Monday through Friday, eight to five. And, and unfortunately, just I was getting a little burnt out, if I were to be honest with you. And all during my college years and during medical school, I really loved to teach. And I did research all throughout those years. And I really missed kind of like that academic aspect of medicine that I was exposed to in college and medical school. And so in order for me to get back into academics, I felt like I needed a little more training in order to be a really good academician. And I was kind of looking at faculty development programs across the country. So faculty development is a concept where, you know, they teach faculty how to be better faculty, how to be better clinicians, how to be better teachers, how to be better researchers, and how to be better administrators. And so one of the top programs in the country was in Pittsburgh. And so I, I knew nothing about it growing up in Texas. Like all we knew was the Steelers. Like that's pretty much all I knew. I knew that it was a big kind of like steel town. There was a bunch of pollution. Anytime I told someone that I was looking in Pittsburgh, they're like, oh, Philadelphia. And I was like, no, there's there's another big city in Pennsylvania. Um, so anyway, I looked, I looked at a bunch of faculty development programs. And also it just happened that my wife, sister and her husband were also looking for jobs in Pittsburgh. He's a nuclear engineer and got this really good opportunity at Bettis, kind of in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, and accepted a job around the same time I was interviewing. So I chose Pittsburgh because it had a really strong faculty development fellowship um, at UPMC St. Margaret, and we had that family connection that was kind of moving here at the same time. So it just kind of turned out to be a really good fit for me to get here, and um, I'm so glad I did. Interesting journey there, doctor. Now, I understand that you practice family medicine. Can you explain to our listeners what family medicine entails and what drew you to that specific field? Yeah, absolutely. So family medicine is a field of medicine where we take care of, you know, everything. Some people say cradle to grave, womb to tomb, but we take care of newborns. We take care of adults. We take care of pregnant women. We take care of elderly. So within that, we can do a lot. Family medicine doctors, we really appreciate continuity of care. So like I said, taking care of patients on a long-term basis. We also like taking care of families. We also really appreciate really getting to know all aspects of the patient, like getting to know, you know, what's their social situation like? What's their family like? Kind of what are their health habits? We're really big into prevention in family medicine. So that's kind of the big thing that we do, talk about prevention and also talk about a host of issues. Kind of what drew me to family medicine is because I was kind of the kid who liked a little bit of everything and I liked variety and I got bored really easily and I liked to have my hands in a lot of different things. And so going through medical school, I was interested in everything, <laughs> but towards kind of the latter part of the third year, I was like, I need to narrow stuff down. Like, okay, so the first question is, what do I not like in medicine? Okay, so I kind of ruled out a couple of things, you know, but, but I liked procedures, you know, I liked patient education and having that relationship with patients and their families. And so that's really what kind of initially steered me towards family medicine. And then I did this really amazing rotation with a family medicine doctor in, in rural Texas for a month. And she like knew all of her patients inside and out. She knew their families. She even knew like their pets. The relationship that she had and the trust that she could build with her patients, I really had never seen that with any other physician that I worked with before. And so that kind of like really sold me um, on being a family medicine physician. I'm, I'm glad I pursued that and I'm extremely happy that I'm a family medicine doctor. We'll be right back with the Soul Pit Media Health and Business Report. 
As a father, I've done everything I can to protect my children. For my family, getting the COVID vaccine is about protecting the whole family now and in the future. That's why I'm making sure my children get the COVID vaccine and protect their health. For me, it's one less health risk to worry about. You have the power to finish this. Visit pa.gov COVID for more information. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. The Port Authority of Allegheny County is hiring. If you're looking for a long-term career, competitive wages, great benefits, and desire an opportunity where very few days are the same, check out the opportunities at portauthority.org. We are driven to improve transit in the region. That's portauthority.org. We do all we can to ensure our kids are happy, healthy, safe, and strong. Having high-quality, low-cost health insurance helps make that possible. With CHIP, your child can have medical, dental, eye care, and more for free or low cost. Whether you're self-employed, unemployed, or your employee benefits are just too expensive, CHIP is there for you to help your child be strong. CHIP Strong. Apply or renew today at 800-986-KIDS or go to chipcoverspakids.com. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. Looking for a cost-effective way to help increase your company's bottom line? Look no further than SoulPit Media. With our award-winning print, internet, podcasts, and SoulPit television options, we can help your business get to that next level. For more information, contact Craig Dawson at 412-407-7685. That's 412-407-7685. And let SoulPit Media take you to that next level. UPMC is committed to addressing the health disparities that disproportionately impact African Americans in our communities. By driving education, training, and programming, and building relationships with our community partners, we can ensure that all individuals and families have access to the preventive care, screenings, and treatment that can lead to healthier lives. Learn more at upmc.com health disparities. With a ramped-up commitment to investing in local Black-owned businesses, Duquesne Light Company, in partnership with the new Pittsburgh Courier, presents Small Business Spotlight, powered by DLC. Published twice per month, the Small Business Spotlight profiles two Black-owned businesses and provides each of them with a free quarter-page ad to promote their business. Do you know a business that should be featured? Visit NewPittsburghCourier.com forward slash small business spotlight for more information the future of transit is now and we are working to improve your ride look for bus tracking technologies and other innovations to keep you better informed getting around town has never been so easy portauthority.org i've done everything to stay healthy and protect my unborn child during covid The way I see it, getting vaccinated is one less risk to me and my baby's health for now and the future. Plus, free vaccines are available in my neighborhood. You don't even need an appointment. Just walk in. You have the power to finish this. Visit pa.gov slash COVID for more information. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. We're back with the Soul Pit Media Health and Business Report. Now, Dr. Hahn, I see you also practice family medicine in that you place a special emphasis on working with the underserved. Doctor, where does that passion come from to work with the underserved? That's a great question. I think that passion for caring for the underserved comes from the role models 
similar to what Winfred was saying I had in medical school and residency. As a medical student, I worked with the Indian Health Service in Montana and in Alaska, and also with some great people in Operation Crossroads in Liberia, West Africa. I was fortunate to work with a lot of family medicine docs who really lived and truly cared for patients in their community, whether it was Native Americans on the reservation or in San Francisco working in our refugee clinic or patients from all walks of life from many different countries. And the family medicine doctors were the ones that I really wanted to emulate, you know, in their breadth of knowledge there. They just seemed to be so endlessly curious, not only about medical science, but also for people about their lives and their cultures, their concerns, their families. That really stayed with me. And finally, I, I think my biggest role models were my parents. You know, my mom and dad, I felt really lived a life of service and dedication to something that was bigger than themselves. And, and they, they really did it with integrity compassion. And I think one of the guiding characteristics I learned from these role models was not only about professionalism and listening to people, but also about trying to figure out what needs exist on in for individuals or families in our communities. And I think family docs have really always been all about, and we've done that here in New Kensington and St. Margaret, and we've been able to be really creative and innovative. We've added important leading edge initiatives, such as integrating behavioral health into primary care. For instance, we have nine social workers on our staff who are just amazing. They work intimately with our physicians and pharmacists and our patients to deliver really wonderful behavioral health services for those who need it. We have MAT and medication-assisted treatment programs. They help people suffering from opioid and alcohol use disorder. We have Narcan distribution project. We have a reach out and read early literacy promotion project. These programs grow from assessing the needs of the community and having really wonderful partners who are just really dedicated to, I think, doing the right thing for people. One of our partners, Anne McGaffey, she started this amazing school health program like 30 years ago in the Pittsburgh City Schools. It's really fun to work with people that look outside of the box and just look for ways to kind of improve the communities. And I, and I think family doctors have always wanted to do that, especially caring for underserved now, Dr. Frazier, I understand that working with the underserved is also a passion that you have. Doctor, recently UPMC made a $5 million investment in a new medical facility in New Kensington. How does having a new medical facility help you to give better treatment to the underserved in that area? We're extremely thankful that we got the funds in order to have this beautiful new health center in New Kensington. You know, as you mentioned, New Kensington is a very underserved area. And there's a lot of needs in the community for healthcare. So I think first and foremost, having UPMC and, and other foundations kind of give and dedicate a lot of money to build this new site really shows to the community that we are here to stay. We've already been in the community for 20 years, but this just kind of reinforces the fact that like we care about you. We are planning to stay for the long term to take care of you. So I think just having that like long-term commitment to the community, it, it really helps build trust and it really helps building on what we've already accomplished in the community. It also helps us to expand our resources. You know, Dr. Han talked about a lot of the social workers that we have and a lot of the mental health professionals that we have in our clinics to help serve the needs. So it's great that we're able to expand on that with this beautiful new health center. So I think that was really important to kind of put that stamp on, on the commitment to the community. So it was extremely important. I'm glad, I'm glad we're here. Now, Dr. Hahn, I want to pose that same question to you. 
what's it been like to work at a new facility and how can our listeners in the New Kensington area reach out to you if they are in need of your services? Great question. It's a it's a fun question too. I think I really enjoyed working in our old building for the last 20 years. We were in the city hall building and I'd always believed that the physical space where you saw your patients was important, but not the most important part of your practice. Kind of like the difference between a house and a home, right? Like what people say that one is a physical space with rooms and doors and the home is a space that's filled with people who care. And I still believe that's totally true. But for the first time in my career, <laughs> Moving into this brand new building, I see it in a different light. I like what Winford said. It's really this wonderful commitment. It was UPMC and also Stunton Farm and RK Mellon, many foundations who have been extraordinarily generous to us over the years in terms of helping us with get these really great programs off the ground. And it's similar to what Bill Strickland did with the Manchester Craftsman's Guild on the north side, which is just this beautiful building, but even more important, just this amazing representation of believing in the community and giving a powerful message to the people that you're serving that you really matter and creating jobs and creating opportunities like Bill has done. And I think this beautiful new space and medical office where people in the community can go and feel safe and feel valued is such a powerful message today. And people can see that those resources that have been invested in them, they're really tangible messages of care and concern. And I think it's it's a nice reflection on our mission to treat every person with dignity and respect. And it really highlights these experienced physicians, behavioral health specialists, pharmacists, uh, nurses, medical staff, our residents, how they all really work together to provide, I think, really great holistic patient-centered care. And the last thing is, it's extremely exciting because it's the first time in the last 30 years I feel like I've had my own office and a desk that I can work with a nice window and a nice view. So I, I really enjoy that too. So that's been really fun. It's easy to get in touch with Dr. Frazier and, and with me. Our, we have a website and online through the UPMC website, our address and our phone numbers where you can reach us are available and we're happy to talk to people and accept new patients. And we have a really, as, as we both said, We have a really wonderful team of many professionals, physicians, residents, pharmacists, and behavioral health specialists and nurses. They're just a great team to work with, and we're happy to take care of anybody. Well, Dr. Hahn, you actually led me into my next question for Dr. Frazier. (laughs) Dr. Frazier, how can our listeners in the New Kensington area reach out to you if they're in need of your services? It's really easy. So I, I can just tell you the number to call our, our front desk staff to kind of get an appointment and establish a relationship with our clinic. So it's 724-334-3640. And they can call and we can kind of get them in. And it's really nice. We have a lot of physicians. So we usually see new patients within a week or two of them calling to get an appointment. So we can definitely get people in very soon um, to establish a relationship with them and, and start their care. Now, to both of you, I want to just thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to be on the show today. And I really must take my hat off to PMC for wanting to take a chance and make a major investment in an underserved area in the community and just try to do the right thing as far as the underserved in the region are concerned. And a lot of times we want to point out who's not doing the right thing in the community, but we need to also point out and thank those who are actually 
benefiting our community. And I want to thank the both of you for taking time out of your busy schedules to appear on our podcast today. And we definitely at some point have to have you guys back. I really enjoyed this podcast today. Well, thanks. Thanks for having us. And I really enjoyed it too. And I completely agree with you that a lot of times, I mean, there's a lot of negative things going on in the world and we tend to focus on the negative, but this is definitely a huge positive for the community. So thank you for allowing us to talk about it. Yeah, I echo that too. Thanks so much. This is a lot of, really appreciate the opportunity. Well, just remember, you always have a partner in Soul Pit Media, and we can't wait to have you guys back. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. For further information on how to contact Dr. Hahn or Dr. Fraser, go to upmc.com slash newkinfamilyhealth. We'll be right back with the Soul Pit Media Health and Business Report. As a father, I've done everything I can to protect my children. For my family, getting the COVID vaccine is about protecting the whole family now and in the future. That's why I'm making sure my children get the COVID vaccine and protect their health. For me, it's one less health risk to worry about. You have the power to finish this. Visit pa.gov COVID for more information. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. The Port Authority of Allegheny County is hiring. If you're looking for a long-term career, competitive wages, great benefits, and desire an opportunity where very few days are the same, check out the opportunities at portauthority.org. We are driven to improve transit in the region. That's portauthority.org. We do all we can to ensure our kids are happy, healthy, safe, and strong. Having high-quality, low-cost health insurance helps make that possible. With CHIP, your child can have medical, dental, eye care, and more for free or low cost. Whether you're self-employed, unemployed, or your employee benefits are just too expensive, CHIP is there for you to help your child be strong. CHIP Strong. Apply or renew today at 800-986-KIDS or go to chipcoverspakids.com. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. Looking for a cost-effective way to help increase your company's bottom line? Look no further than Soul Pit Media. With our award-winning print, internet, podcasts, and Soul Pit television options, we can help your business get to that next level. For more information, contact Craig Dawson at 412-407-7685. That's 412-407-7685. And let Soul Pit Media take you to that next level. UPMC is committed to addressing the health disparities that disproportionately impact African Americans in our communities. By driving education, training, and programming, and building relationships with our community partners, we can ensure that all individuals and families have access to the preventive care, screenings, and treatment that can lead to healthier lives. Learn more at upmc.com slash disparities. With a ramped-up commitment to investing in local Black-owned businesses, Duquesne Light Company, in partnership with the new Pittsburgh Courier, presents Small Business Spotlight, powered by DLC. Published twice per month, the Small Business Spotlight profiles two Black-owned businesses and provides each of them with a free quarter-page ad to promote their business. Do you know a business that should be featured? Visit NewPittsburghCourier.com forward slash small business spotlight for more information. The future of transit is now, and we are working to improve your ride. 
Look for bus tracking technologies and other innovations to keep you better informed. Getting around town has never been so easy. PortAuthority.org. I've done everything to stay healthy and protect my unborn child during COVID. The way I see it, getting vaccinated is one less risk to me and my baby's health for now and the future. Plus, free vaccines are available in my neighborhood. You don't even need an appointment. Just walk in. You have the power to finish this. Visit pa.gov slash COVID for more information. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. We're back with the Soul Pit Media Health and Business Report. Hi, this is Debbie Norell, and welcome to the Soul Pit Media Health and Business Report community calendar. It's back. The favorite summertime art experience returns to the tree-lined Walnut Street District during the 24th annual Shadyside, the art festival on Walnut Street. The free event encompassing fine jewelry, exquisite works of art, handcrafted apparel and decor takes place August 28th and the 29th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on both days. All artists are on site through the duration of the festival to interact with and discover the inspiration and process behind every piece. Mark your calendars for the 18th annual Monroeville Jazz Festival, Saturday, September 4th, 2 to 8 p.m. at the Tall Trees Amphitheater in Monroeville Park. This is a rain or shine event. Register now for the Race to Beat Women's Cancer's 5K Run Walk scheduled for September 5th at the North Park Boathouse. Join Dr. Oz, researchers and clinicians from UPMC and cancer survivors at their inaugural race dedicated to raising funds for women's cancer research and improving patient care initiatives locally. Presented by a Glimmer of Hope Foundation and UPMC Health Plan. Registration for the 5K Run Walk will begin at 6.30 a.m. at the North Park Boathouse, with festivities kicking off at 8 a.m. In commemoration of the 20th anniversary of September 11, 2001, the 9-11 National Memorial Trail is excited to host their third annual 24-mile tour-to-trail bike ride on Saturday, September 18th, through the beautiful and serene Laurel Highlands of Pennsylvania. The ride includes a loop through the site of the Flight 93 National Memorial. To register, visit 911trail.org. Thank you for listening to the Soul Pit Media Health and Business Report, brought to you by Port Authority Employment. Looking for a great job with benefits? Check out their website, portauthority.org, and click on Careers. Thank you for tuning in to the Soul Pit Media Health and Business Report, hosted by Craig Dawson, Vice President, Soul Pit Media. Thank you, Pittsburgh, for your continued support.